The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Jordan Cooney, your host, and I'm joined today by Martha Van Berkel, CEO of Schema App, which is an end-to-end schema markup solution for enterprise SEO teams. The Schema App platform and customer success managers work with teams to execute your schema markup strategy to stand out in search. Today, Martha and I are going to discuss schema markup process, how to better invest and execute your schema strategy. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Martha Van Berkel, the CEO at Schema App. Martha, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me back. This is so fun. Let's get into the weeds today. Absolutely. Roll up your sleeves. Yesterday, we really dove into this great analogy of how structured data is is kind of like managing a finance portfolio, right? You have to understand the macroeconomics. You have to understand how to pick winning stocks. You need to know where there might be some lucrative, unique investment opportunities. But all in, there's this dedication to managing your schema, similar to, to managing your portfolio money and having a retirement fund at the end of it. But with that, I want to get into the process, the tactics. What should, not just SEOs, but a lot of our listeners are, are content marketers. A lot of our listeners are web developers, uh, WordPress developers, 
broadly speaking, kind of like what what should your schema markup process look like from the onset? Absolutely. I'd love to share this because this is sort of the process that we've developed over the many years that we've been doing schema markup and schema markup at scale. And to your point, it it is cross-functional. This is a team sport doing schema markup. It's not just something that you do on your own. You don't set and forget, right? Because if you set and forget your financial portfolio, that's just like no good. So when we talk about the schema markup process, we, we talk about five steps. And I'll kind of talk through the five steps and then we're going to dig into each one and talk about who's involved and how you kind of, you know, what, what, which questions should you be asking. So the five steps are strategy and then authoring, deployment, like getting the markup on your site, maintenance and monitoring, and then results and measurement. And I don't think of this as just a linear process. I think of this as a circular process. Because after you measure the results and you see what's working, guess what? You got to go back to strategy because then you're going to say, great, like, what do we need to do next? Like, how are we going to diversify? Our competitors are doing this. How are we going to strategize content, etc.? So let's start at the beginning around strategy. And strategy is really around two different questions. And I always ask, like, well, what's the business strategy? Again, what are you trying to move the needle on? How is your organization measuring success? of your digital team or of your SEO team. And this is so important because everything you're doing should tie to those goals, right? What's the objective? And then you know, what do we think will move that needle? And often this is... Um, we find in enterprises, often lines of business. Sometimes it's specific industries. In smaller organizations, it's like, I just need to grow, right? And we know sort of that first engagement you know, on our website is going to lead to conversion. It's going to lead to conversations, to deals and revenue. So we start there. And the reason that is, is then we ask the question of like, well, what content on the site are people, do you need people to engage with or, or sort of land on in order to start that process, right? In order to sort of start meeting those goals. And, and this is often where people are like, well, they need to know who we are. Like our homepage is a conversion page. Like, um, oh, they need to know about our products. They need to know about our services. And that's where strategy starts. Because now you've just created a list of like, this is the content we need found. And if there isn't, we also have, like, have an interesting conversation here where it's like, well, we really need them to find this, but there's no actual web page that talks about that. And I love those opportunities because it's like, oh, I guess we should write that content first. And so you can see that this initial conversation on strategy isn't just the SEOs sitting in a room by themselves figuring this out, right? They're including leadership. They're talking to the marketing team. They're including the content team. They're including sales, right? Like, where are people you know, coming to you? What are questions that they're asking? And that then gets you sort of that list of like where on the website and what topics, what key things do we need to have stand out and have people engage in. So that's the starting point. And this what, like what should we optimize? And then the second piece then is like, well, what actually has to be on the page then to stand out, right? So often the strategy is not just the what, but then what rich results. So which stars, FAQ, etc. makes sense for that page. And then that's actually then a checklist for your content team. Because I would say... 50% of the people who reach out to us want to get it done, but their content needs some work. And so it's that initial journey around strategy, around what are we trying to do? Are we ready? That then allow us to then move into that next stage of authoring. Martha, that's this is fascinating because in our last episode, you brought up that only 33% of websites are actually like leveraging schema. I I think that was the quote. But this is interesting because the first part of this process is really defining the strategy. And so of the 33% of websites that use schema, of those, how many do you actually think are implementing an effective strategy? And what does that look like over time? Yeah. So 
An effective strategy to me is, is where the structured data is driving results, right? So if we go through the whole process, right? Like, are we getting the outcomes that we're looking for, right? And it could be, you know, like you need the brand to stand out against competitors or, you know, you're really trying to get that SEO rich result to take out as much space as your ads, right? Because I, I love the correlation of, you know, like a click's a click's a click. So you can value a click based on what you're paying for it for on an ad. And then the other, like, are you getting that conversion rate? Now, structured data can have different strategies. Sometimes you're actually trying to get a conversion. Sometimes the strategy is to reduce costs. Now, I grew up at Cisco in the services organization, where in my very first job doing technical support for voiceover IP, I wrote a ton of like support articles. And I knew that if I wrote that support article really well, they wouldn't have to call me. And therefore, I would have more time to have lunch or go for coffee or solve other problems. And so the same goes like you could, if your structured data answers a question in search, much as everyone freaks out about zero-click searches, if it's providing service to your user... So for example, like we talked about sort of you know health organizations using it to provide service or point people to the answers they need in a stressful time and decision-making process, you might be delighting the customer at that point by giving them the answer through an FAQ or through a how-to. Amazing, right? You're then saving costs. You're building sort of rapport with your customer. It doesn't matter that it doesn't convert. So it really comes down to strategy. And that's like business strategy, right? And you know, we often use the words like desired outcome. Like, how are we going to measure success from our engagement? And part of it is, is understanding that specific piece. How we then do it, right? Which is when we talk about the next step around authoring is, is sort of secondary to, is it the right thing to do? Yeah, totally fair. I mean, I, I think... There's this component here that, that's really interesting, which is the strategy leads into this understanding that there's going to be different ways of measuring this outcome, right? And that that outcome might not necessarily be uniform for every single scenario. So when it comes to this authoring, I'm kind of curious to get your perspective of how do SEOs and content managers and, and web producers manage the authoring process so that it connects to clear results. You brought up zero click, you brought up performance, but I'm assuming that really at the authoring phase, you need to be able to define it very well in order to get to clarity on results. Yeah. So before we move out of strategy, we want to be very explicit to say these groups of pages, we're trying to achieve this specific rich result. So rich result being again, like we're going to target an FAQ, but we're going to also describe what it is. And we, like I said, we do a lot of work with healthcare. So if I'm talking about like a service line or like a medical procedure, I want to say like, that's what it is. And I'm going to try to have it stand out by putting an FAQ on it or getting a rating on it or looking after in this blog piece, we're going to go after how-tos because that, these specific blogs like fall into the how-to. So what is the content? Why is it important to the business? To what is the page actually about? Is it specific enough, right? And, and we're sort of, you know, is the content ready? And then, you know, which rich result and is the content on the page, you know, that achieves that rich result. And those of you that, again, like a tactical piece, like what's required to get a rich result, great. Like go to the Google documentation under structured data, and then you can look for all the different types of rich results. They have required and recommended fields. Those required fields is content that needs to be on the page. And so again, this strategy is that planning part, again, where it's like, okay, awesome. We really want to get these events to get an event-rich result. Oh, but it's a virtual event and it requires like a URL for where the location is, right? Let's make sure that content's on the page so that we can optimize it. Because one of the guidelines is, is that content has to be on the page in order for you to put it in the structured data. So that's the piece like coming out of strategy, that's what you have. 
which then dictates or sort of informs how you're doing authoring. Now, I call authoring like this is where we're actually, by the way, going to produce Jason LD. And um, you know, if you're like me, and, and again, in 2013, 2014, when we started, I did write Jason LD, but it's much easier to produce it. And so there's like different ways depending on, again, what, what platform you're on, like what your website's built on. So often it's, you know, can you do it with a plugin? So you know, Yoast has a WordPress plugin. We have a WordPress plugin. Uh, if you're, you, know, you have products you can use, we have a Shopify plugin. We have a big commerce plugin. There's other Shopify plugins there. And again, like, is it going to sort of meet your needs? So again, is it describing the page in the way that you want to describe it? Oh, it's a specific... It's a news. It's a WordPress plugin page that has like our specific news about the company. So you want to make sure it's news and not blog posting. So some of that planning when you're doing strategy is important. Plugins are great, right? When you're like, it's again, if it's a blog, it's a blog, a blog. You know, you don't need to do anything specific. You're not trying to do how-to or FAQ in it. Great. Use that automation, but be thoughtful, right? Like I, I shared in the last podcast that like one of the great opportunities for diversification is in your blog and other areas if you have the tools in order to do sort of more specific markup. Now, the other piece, if you're just starting off, um, there are some great generators out there. And so you can go... Uh, Merkle has a great technical SEO page that has a great generator. So especially if you're trying to learn how and understand like, do I have the content? You know, that's great. Although it makes the next step, both the authoring step manual and the next step manual sort of in deployment. And I don't know about you, but I don't know in any SEO that has extra time on their hands. And so Schema is really built so that you can very easily like generate sophisticated markup either one page at a time or at scale through our highlighter because we want to solve that problem, right? Once you know the strategy, like our tools are really built and, and we have a customer success team that basically does it for you. So at that way, you're then just like picking your strategy, partnering with us and getting that done. But those are the ways that authoring. And so authoring, you do need to know enough of like, do I have the content on the page to meet those required and recommended properties that Google is looking for? And ideally, it's not just on one page. Ideally, it's on like a broader scope so that you can have a larger impact. So once you generate that JSON-LD, and I'm not going to spend time doing that. There's lots of like, again, don't write JSON-LD. Can I just be clear? Like when people are like, oh, I have the comma in the wrong place. It's like, I don't like learn it to understand how JSON-LD looks and how you read it. But generally like generate it, please generate it because like it's, there's too many errors and it's semantic, right? Like you have to nest things and make sure those relationships are really clear. So right now, Google requires the schema markup to be on your website. So Jordan, this takes us to step three, which is around deployment. Now, interesting fact, in the podcast that they did this past spring, where Google sort of did like just a deep dive on structured data, is they talked about like maybe in the future, they'll allow you to publish your structured data directly to them. Now, we've been ready to do this for about five years, so we can't wait till they do that. And all of a sudden, IT teams don't have to spend any time with SEOs talking about getting structured data on their website. But today, the structured data needs to be sort of available for Google to crawl on page load. So you actually have to integrate it into your website. So deployment, are we ready to go here? Oh my goodness, this is this is like ideally it's one and done. Okay, so let me just say like you know my learning over the years is like ideally this isn't something where like you're having to interact with with your IT team or your developers on a regular basis. If you are in WordPress, often there's plugins that have like a section where you can just paste again. So if you're going to the technical SEO generator and you want to paste it in, great. There's other WordPress plugins that allow you to do that. But ideally, you're thinking about deployment programmatically. And, and this is when, you know, when we talk about SEOs being strategic, I often ask, like, what is the stuff that, what are the tasks that you're really uniquely sit, like, aware of and can influence and move quickly on? Strategy, content, right? And then how do we automate the rest? 
so that really you're spending your best time doing what you're amazing at. And deployment is often one of those things that like is tireless. I don't know anyone who works in enterprise that's opened a ticket with IT and then waited like six months to get something done. Right. I'm seeing not, you know, like you're, you, you get this, right? And so ideally, deployment is, is programmatic. So Google Tag Manager is a great way to do that. So you can actually build custom JavaScript. Or again, if you work with Schema App, like we integrate once with your website and then you just keep updating things in Schema App and we deploy it and it gets updated in seconds. And it's just like, again, takes away that complication. But you do need to make sure that JSONLD is getting on the site. And then again, you know, whether you're on AEM or Drupal or Sitecore, more enterprise like CMSs. There's companies like ours that have integrations that allow you to do that. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You could pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you could work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is a great segue here, right, from the authoring and deployment phase to kind of the, the meteor part of this this episode, which is kind of the results, right? Like, what, yeah, what, what happens? Yeah, let's talk about right? results already, yeah, right? exactly. Everybody wants results. But I think one of the interesting things, and I want to pose this question to you because I think it's important for our listeners, and more importantly, it's important for the SEO community at large. What on earth do we mean when it comes to schema results? And I think there's a lot of confusion over that, right? I think there's a lot of confusion in terms of what we do from an SEO standpoint to set expectations around the purpose of schema and what its intended outcomes are. And I'd love to get your point of view on, on what we mean by results in Schema. Sure. So, so there's the visual result, which I think is really handy when you're trying to get executives to buy into what you've done. It's like, this is what the SERP result looked like before, and this is what it looks like after. And ideally, it has like a giant FAQ on it, and, or it's like, you know, like tripled in size. And I love that because it's, it's very tangible, right? So you know, we are literally owning the SERP. We're, we're literally taking over real estate. And then especially if you're then doing competitive analysis, you can be like, hey, look at the visual. This is what our competitors look like. This is what we are. Also, showing the competitors if they're doing structured data is a great way to drive urgency for you to get it done. So that's like one is the visual. We are literally standing out in search. We're changing how we show up to our customers in that initial engagement. And then the second is clicks and impressions. And I love structured data in that like you can directly correlate clicks and impressions from rich results to the work that you're doing. There's so much in SEO that's super vague that's hard to do that corollary. 
But Google Search Console gives you the list of like, here are the clicks, here are the impressions directly from structured data and, and from the results that you're getting. And then the other thing that's really interesting is you can also show click-through rate. So you can show... We often like look at the what's the click-through rate for that rich result compared to like the site overall or to the, to the page when it's not getting the rich result. And then you can actually be like, look, we've just basically increased conversion. I don't know. I saw a result this week, like went up 24%. Like you never see a click-through rate goes from up 24%. But like we've seen it happen because it's engaging, because it's standing out. So when we talk about results, that's what we're looking at. Now, ideally, then the company can then convert that into a conversion rate or a revenue. A quick and dirty way is basically saying, hey, we pay this much for a click from ads. We're getting this many clicks from search from rich results. And then you have sort of an easy comparison. But ideally, you can take it through your conversion funnel and then kind of show what leads, what deals, etc. that you're driving. So Martha, real quick on this topic, because I think there's a big, big kind of hidden aspect to schema, which is the intrinsic value, right? Like there is a real estate game here. There's a footprint game here when it comes to a brand being able to control more of the real estate on a SERP. And, and I'm kind of curious to get your take on that because sometimes that can't be measured with click-through rates and impression rates and all this other stuff that we typically try to find hard numbers for. But generally, g- generally speaking, when you have a success leveraging markup and it is visually apparent on the SERP, there's real value in that, but it's hard to convey with, with dollars and cents. So tell me, how, how do you think about that, that invisible component to performance and results with schema? Yeah, the other piece I'd kind of layer on there is like the understanding. Like how do you how do you kind of layer on not just like the brand awareness, but also like how you're looking at how semantically it's explaining more clearly sort of what you do and, and what you do. So we've often like looked at brand keywords, like like taking a different angle on sort of how are we looking at pages with structured data? How are those performing before and after? So that's one way that we've actually looked at sort of how do we sort of intrinsically look at how things go. The other thing we've done is we've done A-B testing where we'll basically take off the schema on some of the pages and then see overall results tank and then be like, okay, we're going to put them back on. We're going to kind of measure that. So... I think the intrinsic part is hard, but this is again where, you know, I talked about how like I think we're coming into mainstream. And so when we think about the health of SEO, when we think about sort of our overall metrics to say the health of the business, the health of sort of our digital strategy or like the digital component that's coming in, those same measures that the business would look at there is what I would look at specifically for how we're contributing. And again, more than after where we're seeing. But when you know in when our having ROI conversations and I'm defending you know like the value that we offer, we get a lot of traction with both like I said the visuals and then being able to articulate like, these are the clicks and impressions. This is how they're changing, and this is how we're being agile, right? So like it's I think the other piece is being able to show you know how you're making changes, how you're responding, how the content's evolving, how you're working cross functionally to drive quality results, and the quality results often comes in and hey we're getting less leads but we're closing more revenue. And that's, I think, often where you can, you know, the business results are, are sort of the end game. Great. Well, this is, this is great. I mean, the results, there are components of this. It's a bit of black box, but definitely I think there's some great, great insights there in terms of capturing snapshots, getting the visual with the, the performance-driven KPIs. The onset of this episode is that this is a process, right? That, that schema markup is, is a process that we undertake. And results isn't alone the, the, the only outcome here. We have to tie this all together. So I'd, I'd love to get your perspective on how we tie 
this process together and ensure that our listeners are are capturing kind of a, a playbook or process here that they can drive on. So I'd really, really encourage listeners, spend time on strategy, right? Whether that be, hey, I only have this much time, but don't just spend your time like authoring and trying to get deployment happening like in the execution. Spend your time on strategy and then iterate, right? So spend your time on strategy, get it deployed, figure it out, measure the results, and then go back to strategy and go again. And I can I, I can tell, I was going to say guarantee, but like I can tell you how many stories, like I can almost guarantee that like if you align it to your business results, you're going to see results and the business is going to get excited about SEO. And I think that to me is like as a fan girl of SEOs, like let's make the SEOs important to the business. So spend time on strategy to get the results so that you can change people's perspective on how you're contributing to business results. I'll leave it at that. Oh, that's great, Martha. I can't agree more. I mean, driving that connection to the value of your contributions and iterating in that on that strategy is is such a key foundation to not just schema but a lot a lot of the work that that SEOs do. So that wraps up our episode on schema markup process on the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for joining me and Martha Van Burkle, CEO of Schema App, and join us tomorrow for another episode of Voices of Search podcast. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.